You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today on the Give Your Life Away podcast, I want to talk to you after I read the passage about repentance and what repentance looks like in the life of a believer. So the passage today is 2 Corinthians 12, 11 through 21. For I've been a fool, you forced me to it. For I ought to have been commended by you. For I was not at all inferior to these super apostles, even though I'm nothing. The signs of a true apostle were performed among you with utmost patience, with signs and wonders and mighty works. For in what were you less favored than the rest of the churches, except that I myself did not burden you? Forgive me in this wrong. Here, for the third time, I am ready to come to you, and I will not be a burden, for I seek not what is yours, but you. For children are not obligated to save up for their parents, but parents for their children. I will most gladly spend and be spent for your souls. If I loved you more, am I to be loved less? But granting that I myself did not burden you, I was crafty, you say, and got the better of you by deceit. Did I take advantage of you through any of those whom I sent to you? I urged Titus to go, and sent the brother with him. Did Titus take advantage of you? Did we not act in the same spirit? Did we not take the same steps? Have you been thinking all along that we have been defending ourselves to you? It is in the sight of God that we have been speaking in Christ, and all for your upbuilding, beloved. For I fear that perhaps when I come, I may find you not as I wish and that you may find me not as you wish, that perhaps there may be quarreling, jealousy, anger, hostility, slander, gossip, conceit, and disorder. I fear that when I come again, my God may humble me before you, and I may have to mourn over many of those who sinned earlier and have not repented of the impurity, sexual immorality, and sensuality that they have practiced. You hear again Paul's heart in this passage. He's telling the Corinthians, I haven't wronged you. I haven't deceived you. I didn't send others to deceive you for me. I've acted faithfully toward you. You you hear him almost in tears here, as it were. And then he says that he's afraid that when he comes, there's still going to be some anger and, and fractured relationships if he appears there in the Corinthian church. He's also concerned that people who he's called out who were sinning sexually in the church will not have repented of it. So Paul's really concerned. You remember earlier in 2 Corinthians, he talked about the fact that when people are, are, are sinning or suffering, he feels it. He feels the pain. And so what I want to highlight is, at the very end, he's afraid that there are people in the church who are not repenting of their sexual immorality. So I want to talk for a couple of minutes about what it means to repent. In this passage, specifically of sexual immorality, but really what it just means to repent in general of any sin as a believer. And for that, if you, want, if you have your Bible in front of you, you can turn back to 2 Corinthians chapter 7 because he details what repentance looks like. And so I'm going to read some, some, some characteristics of true repentance and kind of flesh them out for you. This is what it means to actually be repentant over sin. Now I want to highlight this. A lot of people think that feeling bad about sin is repentance. No, that's actually just feeling bad about sin. You can feel bad that you were caught. You can feel bad that you did it although nothing changes. So feeling bad about a sin isn't repentance. Repentance is the following. Verse 11 of 2 Corinthians chapter 7. 
For see what earnestness this godly grief has produced in you, but also what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what fear, what longing, what zeal, what punishment. And then he says this to some people who were repenting in the church, actually. At every point you have proved yourselves innocent in the matter. There are for you the characteristics of repentance, according to Paul in 2 Corinthians 7. And I want to flesh out what those mean. The repentant person is first, or has first an eagerness or an earnestness. This is an earnestness to pursue righteousness. So if a person is repentant of their sin, they are earnestly desiring to pursue righteousness. So the person who's caught in sin or confesses his sins to the Lord kind of gives the opposite pursuit and says, I no longer want to do that. I I want to overcome this. Bring that same temptation again. I'm not going to give in to it. There's this earnestness of heart that says, not again. That needs to be true in a heart of repentance. You can see, I should say, if there's a heart of repentance, you can see this earnestness to do right. Secondly, there's an eagerness to clear one's name. When someone sins, especially in a public sense or or in front of other people or in a family or just before a friend, when someone sins, they are temporarily known for being the sinner, the one who did that thing or said that thing. And so what this is saying is when there is repentance, the person is eager to clear themselves. They don't want to be known for the sin that they committed. They want to be known for this righteous standing they have with Christ. They want to be known for being Christ-like, not for the sin that they committed. Thirdly, there is an indignation. There is an anger. And this is an anger aimed at self. This is an anger aimed at your own sin, your own flesh. So Paul says, when you are repentant, there will be an indignation. Now sometimes, when people sin, even in the church, when people sin, they get angry. They get angry at people who who they say caused them to sin. They get angry at people who bring uh, consequences for the sin. So they may be they may be sent out of a, a, a of a leadership position or or disciplined in some way or fined a certain amount of money or they've got to go to jail or whatever it may be. They get angry at the people enacting the justice. That's not the anger this is talking about. The anger that this is talking about is this anger aimed at self. I'm so angry that I did that or said that thing. The person who is indignant over their own sin is the person who's repentant. Next, there's a fear. There's a healthy fear of God. When you sin over and over again and think lightly of it, don't don't worry about it. Try to hide it. That's a person who's not repentant and seeking to, to minimize their sin or hide from God. But the person who sins and is repentant has this healthy fear of God. He has seen what I've done. He's heard what I've said. He knows what I've been thinking. And he can discipline me. There's a healthy fear there. Next, true repentance. In the heart of one who's truly repentant, there is a longing. There is a longing to restore any broken relationship. There's a longing to have back what you once had. There is a desire that, that, that is not completely fulfilled yet. When you sin, things get fractured. Things get broken, including relationships. And the person who's repentant longs for that relationship to be back intact. The person who sins and doesn't care about it doesn't care what his sin is doing to the relationship. But the person who's repentant deeply cares. 
that what is sin is doing to the relationship. Next, there is a zeal. There is an aggressiveness to bring a righteous attitude, righteous acts before the Lord. So you think of Zacchaeus, who was this chief tax collector, would even take from his own people. What happened when he became a follower of Christ? What happened when he met Christ and was, and was welcomed by Christ? He immediately stops the procession and says that he's going to repay and he's going to give money to the poor. You don't get the sense that in Zacchaeus' life, the story doesn't tell us what happened later, but you don't get the sense that if we fast-forwarded six months from that road in Jericho where Zacchaeus met Christ, you don't get the sense that Zacchaeus hadn't yet got around to paying people back. You get the sense that when Zacchaeus said, I'm paying people back, I'm giving to the poor, you get the sense that he made it happen right away, that he was zealous to do what is right. And that's what someone who's repentant is like. They're zealous to do right, and they do it. Next and finally, there is a punishment. In the repentant person, there is the acceptance of punishment. Sin has consequences. And a lot of times, if someone is not truly repentant, they will confess their sin and then confess and, and hope that people think that, well, if you've confessed, that's enough. No need to suffer the consequences. And then if there are consequences, the person gets upset and says, well, I confess my sin. Why are you, why are you treating me so poorly? Or why did you remove me from this leadership position? Or why did you, you find me? Why did you throw me in prison? Well, because you might be repentant and forgiven by the Lord, but you still have to suffer the consequences. And the person who's truly repentant knows that. So when they sin against another brother or sister, and that brother or sister doesn't have the same amount of trust in them going forward, and, and isn't as sure that they can, they can believe what they're saying all the time, or is a little skeptical, the person who sinned doesn't lash out at them and say, you need to trust me all the time. The person who sinned says, I get it. I did that to you. You're having a hard time trusting me because of what I did to you. I accept that. I own that. I hope that one day you will trust me. I hope that one day you will believe my word. But I understand why we're here and I accept that. That's repentance. Repentance doesn't blame other people about how they handle your sin. Repentance owns sin and seeks to be righteous for the glory of Christ. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.